Welcome to NTG in the Cards. This is Dan. This is Nick. And you're listening to a podcast about a little game called Magic the Gathering. Hi, everyone. Presumably you know what Magic the Gathering is. And I mean one. one Our one listener, yeah, that's true. Bobby's that's Bobby, yeah. definitely in the audience today. Thanks for tuning in again, Bobby. Uh <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you know what Magic the Gathering is by listening to this. This isn't really an intro to Magic the Gathering. <laughs> nope, we're not introing it at all. We're just starting off by talking about what's going on. Yeah, so... This is episode five. Uh-huh. Um, so to start things off, just uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or whatever you want to say at us, um, you can find us on Twitter at uh, MTG in the Cards. Or you can email us at uh, mtginthecards at gmail.com. That's ampersand. MTG in the cards. No. No, it's not an ampersand. No. Ampersand is and. Right, yeah. Right. That's the the symbol for and. Anyway. Uh, so, some new exciting things happening in Magic. We've got preview week for Conspiracy Take the Crown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Take the crown. So, so why why is it called Take the Crown? Um, this is the second conspiracy set. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original came out uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, this one's called Take the Crown because uh, the king of Paliano, I believe, the city on this plane that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, um, is Brago, and he just got assassinated by... I believe Kaya, the new planeswalker that was revealed. And now Marquesa, I believe that's how you pronounce her name, Marquesa, uh, is taken over. As a Marquesa would. Yes, like a Marquesa does. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about, um, yeah, conspiracy. Uh, We'll We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll be talking about that later. But for now, let's, um, let's talk about game day. Game day was super fun. Yeah, so our uh, local game store actually had two game days. Right, I didn't go to the first one. Yeah, so Saturday was a standard tournament, and then Sunday was a draft. Yeah. Which um, I did I did both, um, as well as F&M. Um, F&M I took first, and I was playing black-white control. Uh, it was based off a list that I saw earlier that day of... Um, Owen Turtonwald posted it on Channel Fireball and saying that this would be that that was the list that he had settled on for the Pro Tour until he uh he actually got there. Uh well yeah, it was actually like the apparently the day of or like the the night before or something. Uh I think it was An- Antonino Del Rosa showed him the teamer emerge list mm-hmm. that he ended up playing in the tournament. Uh, but he posted that black-white control list that he was going to play, and I felt like I, I I should try it. Want to give it a run, give it a little trial, yeah. Yeah, see how it, it went. Uh, the interesting thing about it was it was playing th- the full three copies of Thought Not Seer and the full three copies of Reality Smasher in the sideboard. Uh-huh. So you can sideboard into a really like mid-rangey kind of deck rather than a control deck and get a little aggressive. How'd that go for you? Uh, like I said, uh, FNM I took first. Oh. Uh, I was running pretty hot. I was all undefeated. Um, and then for game day, then I went two and two. Right. Yeah. Right. I had a similar. Oh no, game day. You. Yeah, this was Saturday. 
So Saturday, I, I kind of, uh, I just had some pretty rough draws, uh, especially was against. Saturday constructed or was it the same deck again? It was the same exact oh, okay. deck. Yeah. So F and M, great. F and M, awesome. Same deck going into Saturday. Yeah, just kind of into game. Meh. Though. Huh. Yeah. So what do you what do you attribute that to? Just variance. Magic. I mean, I made. I think there were a couple spots where I knew that I made a poor decision and I reflected on it. Hmm. Can't remember any of the specifics, but right. there were most of it was just variance. Hmm. So whatever. Yeah, that's what happens. That's part of the game, right? Yeah. Um, and then Sunday we had our draft. Yeah, that was that was yeah. cool. We went Eldritch in, Moon draft. Went in the evening there. Yeah. Had my pocket full of mini Snickers <laughs> on one side. Had our crystal and our Pepsis. Crystal Pepsi in the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so. I ended up drafting a blue-red spells deck, which is actually I've only done one Eldritch Moon draft before this, and it was the same deck that I drafted there, so I had a little experience with that at least. But um, I felt that I had a really strong deck, and I think my record uh, kind of supported that for the night. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I ended up going undefeated in the Swiss, and then there was a cut to top four. Right. But uh, in the the semifinals there, I I had some really, really close games with um, a red-green werewolves deck, basically, where, <laughs> honestly, he did kind of cheese some victories out of there because uh, one game he got an early waxing moon on an Uvlenwald captive, which made a 4-6, and I just had no answer for it. Mm-hmm. And so I was racing him, and it came down to a top deck where if I'd, I I was telling you I had four outs in my deck, basically. Four different cards would have won the game on the spot, and I saw none. So I would have put you 1-1 one, one on that one, on that second. Yeah, and then I would have got that game three and maybe been able to pull it off and been in the finals. But And now, to be fair, you did uh, mulligan tw- both games. Um, I remember you mulliganing. Yeah, yeah, Both. I did. I did. I did mulliganing. Mulliganing. Yeah. Mulligai. Did you mulligai? Did you mulligai? Mull a guy. Moles guy. Some guy got mulled. There were moles. Did you mulligai? Moles happened. We had lots of moles. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yeah. Uh, I felt good about the deck, and I felt good about most of my plays, and so I think I, I think I did as best as I could. Yeah, I thought it looked really good when I kind of skimmed through it before you played. Yeah, it was a sweet deck. In the final, there was a lot of really nice um, nice balance in it. And yeah, it I got like that. Um, there were a lot of cards that were playing along with each other. And yeah, I had that first pick, Dose into Perfection, and then second pick, Thermo Alchemist, and I was like, all right, I'm in on that blue-red deck. I can't remember my specific <laughs> picks, but I know that our, our paths diverged, of course, which they normally do. You kind of went yeah. up. And I kind of went down, hmm. um, but then I kind of leveled out really quickly there. Yeah, normally I don't commit so hard to um, my colors that early on. But, but with those picks, I mean, the docent is like at its best in the blue red spells deck. It's okay and everything else, you know, because it's a five four flyer on its own. But it's at its best, so I was like, okay, if I see things that would lean me towards the blue-red deck, I'm going to go into it. And then I saw the second pick, Thermal Alchemist. Yeah, which I love that. The th- whole flavor, everything yeah. about that. I picked it over a Sigardian Priest, I think, was the only other option. So it could have gone into blue-white. Um, but I ended up getting a lot of good blue-red cards after that. So I, I, yeah. I, I know that I was, we were in pods of six. And I wasn't the only blue red drafter at the 
at uh, at our pod in our pod, but I know that I was able to to get enough playables. I had plenty of plenty of cards to choose from. Yeah, my pod was a little different. I don't remember specific cards, of course, but I know as we were passing around, we had one one person dipped on it, so we went from six to five. I'm not really sure what happened there. Well, anyway, so uh, somebody pulled the draft and didn't play, but um, yeah, I had spent a little bit of time doing some research, but not enough to, to really have a solid idea of what sure. I was drafting. So I knew the Eldritch cards coming through, and so I was just kind of using sort of typical you know, evaluation to say, you know, what does this cost? What what kind of creature is this? And looking at spells that maybe support what I have and, and things like that. And so um, what I noticed about this set was um, kind of the inside of the cards were a little bit, a little bit different. I mean, um, and it played out in what I, what I put together was that it, what I found was I was running out of cards that would just kind of make sense in terms of evaluation. What do you mean by the inside of the cards? Uh, I would say like uh, activated abilities or just abilities that it had attached to it, like delirium. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, um, emerge mm-hmm. was another another really good thing. So uh, based on the cards that I was picking and the cards that I ended up having, were as good as I thought it was coming through. But um, the just using the strict evaluation of the cards for you know power test power toughness as a creature and and mana cost and things like that, and just using those, that, I didn't, I, I didn't, there was a lot more to, to these, to, to what I was seeing in the packs than that. That was sure. a very, very, not a super small part of it, it was, an, it was still legit, it still worked, but it, I found that those cards were kind of gone quickly, and then you were left with a lot of cards that you needed to kind of look at. Yeah, interaction. we didn't really get a chance to go over the archetypes before, yeah, I, I did go through some of the archetypes, and I could see them coming through and looking for key cards sure. on that. Um, and uh, but I think, yeah, I think for for this draft, I think some of the some of the things like I think delirium was 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 a legitimate strategy. It was a good it was good to have in your hand, and then emerge. Um, actually, late game was really good. I mean, yeah. it turned around a couple of my uh, more than one of my matches. I mean, I I won four, so I was pretty happy with that. I won four t- rounds, but um, sure. as far as our matches go, I won two. So I was pretty happy with that. Right, so you, you won four games of Magic? Yeah. Right. Games. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so that was our game day experience, basically. We had a we had a really good time. Um, I ended up getting one, one prize pack, basically. And, uh, you know, I normally don't open packs. Did you get a foil promo card? Uh, yeah, we both did. We got the, the oh, promos. I didn't see it. I thought I was special. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I got the one pack, and uh, nor- like I said, normally I wouldn't open packs. I would keep them for drafting or for trading later. But in this case, I was like pretty bummed out about the the bad beat I had in in top four, basically. And so I uh, I just kind of felt like I would just give give it one last hurrah and see if I could get something good out of this pack, basically. Mm-hmm. And I got a Liliana. So <laughs> I thought you were joking when you said it. Yeah, I was like, hey, Liliana. Right, sure. <laughs> yeah, there was. And, uh, so that kind of capped it for you. Yeah, that, that, that made it that made me feel a lot better. But, I mean, I, I'm obviously not going to be like, oh, just open all your packs all the time. Yeah, I got a new, I, I got a new set of sleeves, and, um, and it was a good time. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Okay. So, sweet stuff. Let's, uh, let's talk about conspiracy, shall we? Uh, this is 
this I hear this is preview week, mm-hmm. and the release date's the 26th. Yeah, so August 26th is when we're going to see Conspiracy hit the shells, and people are going to start drafting it, because it is a draft set, but it's... um. It's like specifically made for drafting, and it's a multiplayer draft, which the original conspiracy was also multiplayer. Um, so usually you get pods of four, basically four people each, um, depending on how many people are in the draft. But you start with eight people typically in a draft, right? And then you have two pods of four people playing against each other at the same time. So it's sort of like Commander. Um, if anybody out there is not familiar with the original conspiracy and how that went, Google it. Uh, if you are familiar uh, with uh, Commander, it's a lot like that, where you're all playing at the same time, and uh, you can attack whoever you ch- you want with all your creatures, and um, it's Preferably kind of a free for all. That's not going to bite you in the ass, right? It's a free for all, you know. A free for all, right? I mean, you can attack whoever you want, and basically you're just lobbing stuff over there, and lobbing stuff standing. over there. So, do I? I can attack one person, or I can attack three. You can attack as many people as you want, and in attack fact, myself. there's actually, well, no, oh. uh, the you can. There's a mechanic from this set that we'll talk about that actually rewards you from uh, attacking multiple people at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, to keep it all spread out and try not to make any enemies. You know, that's kind of the interesting thing about. Um, multiplayer magic and commander is that there's kind of a little bit of a political element to it just because the, you have the ability to attack whoever you want. That's and, why I said not yeah. the one that's going to bite you in the ass. Exactly. Yeah. So you can, you can kind of play favorites or like you can actually gang up on people and make alliances, temporary ones. Usually I suppose you can bait goading is, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to just like, before the game starts, just like decide, okay, we're all going to gang up on this one per- person just because we don't like them or something, because that's that's wrong. Go all in on one. Yeah, that's, we don't like him. That yeah, her. that's that's not how you should do it. But if in the middle of the game, you know, somebody's getting ahead of everyone, you know, maybe everybody else can help each other out and get that, you know, it kind of balances itself out that way. So somebody gets a really impressive start or something like that, it'll do that. But you know, you got to keep it fair. Don't don't gang up on people for no reason, people. <laughs> that sucks. Um, so let's talk about some. Is of the it things. even possible with these new cards here? What do you mean? Is it possible to gang up on someone? Sure, absolutely. If you're four people and three of the four decide to all attack one other person at once, you know. Well, that's kind of neat. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Well, like I just said, if one person is getting ahead of everyone else. Ahead. We don't like people to get ahead. Well, I mean, you just if if somebody's like got a really impressive board state or is doing better than anyone else you know you can you can have people kind of gang up on them and whatever but keep the game balanced keep it interesting yeah it's it's all it's the political aspect so let's um let's take a look at some things so it's a multiplayer draft set um there's some there's going to be some reprints in the set, but most of the cards are just going to be brand spanking new. So this is reprints from the previous conspiracy? No. Uh, well, we might see some from the previous conspiracy, but these are reprints from anything in Magic. Go back up a little bit and tell me about the ba- the idea of conspiracy. We've talked about that as a multiplayer draft format. Right. Correct. Okay. So conspiracy is all new cards or are these mix of previously printed cards and new or what? That's what I just said. Okay. Is that there's... Um, there's going to be some reprints. Reprints of anything. Anything. Okay. But 
so I don't I don't know if this is like I, this is the first time I've heard of conspiracy. So I don't know if this is like like an unhinged or um, it's, something. It's it similar actually. Um, it's, so it's, are there magic cards in this? Like, are there from Corset and all the different? Yeah, I mean, there the there game? might be some cards from any set that's ever been in Magic. Okay, not like the unsets or something like that, but like, um, th- uh, you know, there's uh, there's gonna be some reprints, like I said, and then most, but it's mostly gonna be new cards. Okay, uh, just because there's gonna be specific uh things about it that are different. So uh, the new cards that are going to be printed uh, are going to be legal in Legacy, Vintage, Commander, and Popper, I believe. New new cards. Yeah, the new cards that they're printing are going to be legal in those formats, but not standard or modern. That's something that's really important. It's uh, it's a separate set. It's not one of the the expansions for standard, you know. Gotcha. Uh, and uh. The conspiracy cards, however, the cards that are actual, the card type conspiracy, uh, those will not be legal in any format other than this draft. Oh, I see how it works. You can, I mean, you can make a cube that uses them, which is yeah. That was my question. Like, what makes it a conspiracy? What makes it a conspiracy um, set? Right, and we'll we'll talk about those Um, specifically. Let's talk about some of the things that are coming back from the original conspiracy set. Um, So first of all, we've got the conspiracy cards, the kind of the namesake. Um, These are uh, cards that you draft that uh, start the game in your command zone. So people who are familiar with Commander, your Commander starts in the command zone at the beginning of the game, and from there you can cast it. Well, these Conspiracies will start in the command zone. They just use the command zone as a, as a, as a, a zone that exists already in Magic, so you don't have to create some new Conspiracy zone or something. Um, but essentially what it does is that each of these has an effect on the game, usually on the cards in your deck or the way that your deck works or the way that um, the way that you play, honestly. And it's a it's a it's an effect that just constantly happens throughout the game. Um, some of them will reference specific cards. Uh, for instance, anything labeled hidden agenda, um, or anything that um, uh, causes you to choose a specific card that's in your deck. Uh, Let's take a look at Hidden Agenda, actually. So let's look at one of the cards, um, Natural Unity here. So Natural Unity, it's a conspiracy. It says, Hidden Agenda, start the game with this conspiracy face down in the command zone and secretly name a card. Typically, you'd write that on a little slip of paper and put that with the card. Um, You may turn this conspiracy face up at any time and reveal the chosen name. And then, so that was the, the reminder text on how a hidden agenda works. The actual card itself says, creatures you control with the chosen name have, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay one green. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. On the creature that you named. Yes. So let's say that I have, I don't know, Tarmogoyf. There's not going to be Tarmogoyf in this set, I guarantee it. But <laughs> Hunted Wumpus. Sure, whatever. Um, in your deck, you can, before the game even starts, before... Anyone draws a card, you know, you write down Tarmogoy for Hunted Wumpus on a little slip of paper and keep that with your Natural Unity card. Then when you play that card, or at any time technically, but usually when you play that card and have it available to you, you can go flip this Natural Unity face up from your in your command zone and say, I've named Tarmogoyf with this card, so now at the beginning of a combat on my turn, I can pay green and put a plus one plus one counter on my Tarmogoyf. Can you name your commander? 
Well, you won't have commanders. This isn't a commander. Oh, I thought this was uh, I thought this was that kind of game. No. Conspiracy takes the place of your command. It goes in your command zone. It goes in your command zone. That's just a place for it to be. Oh, I it doesn't see. have anything to do with commander. It's just a zone that it exists in. in, the, in so how many conspiracy cards are there? There's probably good. I don't know the specific number, but there's going to be a decent amount of them. Um, no, there is one there. I see. I've seen two so far in this spoiler. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Let's take a look at another conspiracy here, just to get a feel for what they might be like. Um. Hold the perimeter here. So hold the perimeter is a conspiracy. Uh. It doesn't have an agenda, so it just starts face up in your command zone at the beginning of the game. And it says that at the beginning of your first upkeep, you put a 1-2 white soldier creature token with defender onto the battlefield. And then at the beginning of each other player's first upkeep, that player puts a 1-1 red goblin creature token onto the battlefield with this creature can't block. <laughs> I mean, that's what I ask my pants to do every day. What? Hold the perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, I okay, great. Yeah, yeah looks, so looks good times. It's it's a neat little thing. You get a one two with defender. Everybody else gets a one block. one. It's nice. It's nice that they get those one ones that you can just block. Yeah, you have day. the ability to just block and them, kill which them. is how you hold the perimeter. But does the defender? So it's a one. The one two. You get a one two. So yeah, attack so with your goblins. They die. It's a neat little uh, little thing. You could, I mean, honestly, what it would probably happen is that um, then. Those one ones will start attacking the other players, except for you, because you have a good blocker for them, right? So they're gonna start picking away at each other while you sit there with your blocker and take nothing. Yeah. See, if I was the guy that was getting the goblins, I would just want them to just, just keep going, just keep going, and find a way. I can just imagine these games going. Just I've like got this little gar goblin try horde. Try to keep it alive. Just kind of this goblin horde, just kind yeah. of slowly building up on my side. Pretty soon, maybe I have. Five. I'm not sure There's if there's going to be any ten. other any other cards that will give you one one uh, goblin tokens with camp block, but we'll see. Hey, you know they're disposable apparently. Well, yeah, I mean that's the idea is that since they can't block, you're not going to chump with them or anything. You might as well just attack with them every turn, and so they're going to start picking away at each other. And I think this card could be pretty strong. Hold the perimeter. Yeah, I think it would be. It's really going to be fun. I'm just imagining the interactions with it when, when. I mean, I can use my goblins on anybody, right? Yep. Um, you can you could attack anybody you want, but that one two is going to hold them off, which is holding the perimeter. It's crazy it's to me because I've got this. <laughs> I've got this hold the perimeter. I'm creating one. I'm creating one, right? I'm creating one defender. Yep. You get your one two. And then every other person, every other opponent at the time gets a goblin. So these yep. goblins just start kind of building up around me. So. Well, right they'll away, just each, they'll just each have one. No, you're not at a disadvantage. No? No, not. You have a 1-2 that can just block them straight up and nothing happens. They they lose their 1-1. One, one. So they're incentivized to attack each other with their 1-1s one, because you have a blocker that yeah, can just... Yeah, I just I love the idea of these... Just this shitload of goblins sort of just starting to eat each other. Just Sure, yeah. Just like... <laughs> they're just like bickering amongst themselves. Well, I guess we can't themselves. go in there. I guess we'll just start yeah. attacking each other. Okay, so, it's a very goblin-y trait. Yeah, so those are conspiracies, and those uh, obviously they existed in the original conspiracy set. Um, obviously, we'll see if they reprint any of the ones from there, but uh, we'll uh, those are probably the most um, the most unique part about conspiracy draft is the the conspiracies themselves. But you draft them like any normal card, and um, you 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 can choose whether or not to use them. If you draft them, you don't have to. But the word is there are going to be. 
there are potentially going to be, going to be reprints of of the previous conspiracy card. Sure. Um, so then let's talk about um, draft effects. So the other interesting thing about uh, conspiracy being a, a set that you're you're supposed to draft, right? Um, they have uh, cards that will actually have effects while you're drafting, which is really neat. Let's actually look at this one right here. Um, uh, oh, actually, I was going to do this one, but then this one was spoiled later on today. Let's look at Custody Peacekeeper. I think this one's really interesting. Um, I like cards that make you uh, have to make interesting decisions. And this one is a really one, good one for making interesting decisions while you're drafting. Custody Peacekeeper is a two uh, and a white for a two, three that you reveal it as you draft it and note how many cards you've drafted this draft round, including Custody Peacekeeper. Uh, and then it says you can pay a white and tap it while, it, while you're playing it to, or not while you're playing it. So while it's in play in your actual games, then you pay a white Tap it, and you can tap target creature with power less than or equal to the highest number you noted for cards named Custody Peacekeeper. So play that out in 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 um, in a scenario. Sure. So you're in the draft, and let's say that you are in pack two, right? So pack one went by, and you kind of solidified yourself as in white. Uh, maybe a couple, uh, a color or two other than that, but you're drafting white cards. You see this Custody Peacekeeper maybe three picks in, so you've already taken three cards in this draft round, the draft round being the pack that you're on. So everybody's opened pack two, and you've taken one card, then another card, and then another card out of the second pack. So you see this Custody Peacekeeper. Well, right now, if you were to take that, you count up the number of cards you've drafted previously to that in this pack and then add Custody Peacekeeper to it. So that's four total so far. Now, whenever you play a Custody Peacekeeper, you can tap things that have four or less power using its ability in your games. Right, and this is one that... Um... So the the interesting thing about it is that if you pick it really early in the draft, it's not going to be as effective, right? Because like if you pick it second, you can only tap things that have power two or less. And as a creature, it's fairly just a creature alone. It's fairly fairly good. It's okay. A two mana two three is fine, but the ability can be really strong. I mean, tapping abilities. I mean, if you look at Eldritch Moon draft, you see Sigardian Priest is a is a really good uh, a tapping creature, right? Yeah, well, especially in limited. Yeah, because it uh, you only have to spend one mana on it, which is pretty strong. Well, this thing you can you only have to spend one mana on it, but if you pick it too early in a draft, then it's going to be less effective. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of like kind of mini game that you have to play with Custody Peacekeeper, where do you I let go, this go, yeah, do I do I keep it because I'm okay with it being like five or less or six or less? Somebody or, else going to get it before me? You know, or, or like is three or less fine? Like you're third picking this Custody Peacekeeper? Or do you just let it go and then it'll gain value as the draft goes yeah. deeper in the pack? Yep. Which is sweet. I think that's really cool. So uh, we'll see a lot of these uh, effects where you, um, you do different things in the draft. There's tons of them. Uh, let's see... Uh, something interesting that's coming back as well, not from the previous conspiracy, but uh, monstrosity from Theros is, is apparently back. Yeah, right. So we've got uh, one card 
previewed right now with monstrosity. So I don't know if there will be more cards with monstrosity, but and it's wait for it, a hydra. Yeah, yeah. It's it's apparently a domesticated hydra. Well, look, it's someone's pet. Is that Liliana? No, Liliana is not on this plane, at least as far as we know. Um, domesticated hydra. So they've somehow managed to domesticate this hydra. I don't know how you would even domesticate one of those things. Looks like one of the heads has eaten a bird here. Well, apparently you take it for walks and yeah. let it eat birds. I love it. This picture's great. Look at top right head is like attacking somebody in a window and they're like batting it away with a broom. <laughs> like you do with a hydra. One head is like grabbing some dude's hat. <laughs> He's trying yeah. to get it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, so it's a little tongue in cheek. This picture is great. I think one has a muzzle on it. Is that what that is? Like, Potentially. This, apparently, this head is, is particularly aggressive. So. Yeah, that looks like a muzzle. That's great. And it's, it's got a leash on I Oh, I think I think that might just be the one head that has the leash on it. Right. It goes to a collar that has yeah. a leash on it, I think. That's so great. I love that picture. And there's a very docile looking well, uh, lady walking. Oh, it. yeah, a very high society lady. Like, oh, my pet Hydra. Mm -hmm. yeah. Come, Mr. Tickles. I think this is just a statement about our society right now. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the trees are interesting, too. Those are, uh, I believe those are uh, dragon blood what? trees. The tree. It's a special tree. Is it? Yeah. Cool. It looks like it's almost upside down, but... Yeah, they only grow on uh, one island. Oh. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, you can look up dragon blood. Sure. Um, so, yeah, like we said, monstrosity. So this has monstrosity X, where you pay X and three green, and then you put a bunch of plus one, plus one counters on it. And when it's monstrous, it has trample. It's a four mana, three, three. So um, overall, kind of meh, I think. But it's kind of cool to see monstrosity come back. Yeah, anything with an X effect that makes things bigger is, is yeah. always fun. It's a nice little uh, mana sink late game. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we just saw. He just pulled up a picture Look of it up. dragon blood trees. Dragon blood tree. That's exactly what it looks like. Nice, good call. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the things so far that we've seen that are returning as far as mechanics go. Um. Uh, let's look at some of the new stuff. Uh, so first off, the kind of the the big one for this set is the, is the idea of the monarch. So um, the monarch here is an abil is a, an ability that you'll see on cards that will make some make you the monarch. The monarch. The monarch. So what the monarch means is that while you are the monarch, at the beginning of your end step, you draw a card, and then whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, its controller becomes the monarch. So you sit Neat. there on your pedestal, drawing extra cards, and if somebody manages to touch you with one of their creatures, suddenly they get to steal that crown, and they get to be the monarch. Not if I have hold the perimeter. Right, yeah. Hold them off! Uh, so the one that I wanted to look at, which uh, I think is the sweetest card so far that they've, um, that they've spoiled, which is Queen Marquesa. So... Uh, Marquesa, when she was uh, first printed in the original Conspiracy set, she was she cost one, a red, a blue, and a black. So yeah. she was Grixis colors. But now we see here, now that she's the queen, she's traded in her her blue, blue identity for white, which kind of makes sense. She was a little bit more um, behind the scenes, I think, beforehand, so she's a little bit more subtle with her blue magic. 
well, I guess she's not. I don't, I don't know if she's a magician or not, but whatever. Um, so her identity has been shifted over to white now instead of blue, which makes sense because she's a she's a, a queen. She's somebody of of authority, and she has like a uh, maybe a community aspects uh, aspect to her now. So this is really sweet. She's got uh, she's cost four mana, one a red, a white, and a black, so Mardu colors. She's got death, touch, and haste. Uh, when she enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent is the monarch, you get a 1-1 one, one black assassin creature token with death, touch, and haste. Super sweet. So the nice thing about that is... So she she's going to make you the monarch when she enters the battlefield, and she's going to do her damnedest to keep you the monarch while she's there. If you can, If you take my crown... I'm going to start spitting out little 1-1s. One, I'm going to make some pretty... Pretty harsh little dudes. Yeah, one one death touch haste. So as soon as they come in, you start attacking with them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I mean, they can block, but they're gonna they're gonna trade for whatever. Yeah, you yeah know? for whatever. You're five you have. five, whatever. Trade yeah. for my assassin, man. And this is the beginning of your upkeep. Yep. So an opponent is the monarch. Okay. Yeah, and so if they don't block though, then they take the one, and then you become the monarch. So if if somebody else is the monarch and you're you're playing four people, um, and that person takes damage, then the person that damaged them becomes the monarch yeah so in, in the temptation too is that whenever a creature deals combat damage to you its controller becomes a monarch so this kind of queen marquesa kind of puts you in a position to get that crown back yeah really easy. yeah yeah which is sweet i think yeah, that's super or, flavorful or block it and keep the monarch what's important to you drawing a yeah, card exactly. every i mean uh, drawing a card's sweet but mm -hmm. if you've got all these big creatures that you don't want to trade for my little one one death touch creature token mm -hmm. that i made yeah well then you're gonna you're gonna that's a really that's really neat. yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting card and the, the other interesting thing is that um you could make an edh deck with this as the commander and i believe that this this would allow you i mean among the other cards that will make you the monarch this will allow you to bring that monarch ability um into your commander games right on yeah which is super sweet i, I really want to make a queen marquesa deck, <laughs> yeah <dude>. i want to <laughs> be that the it, the coolest thing about it, I think, is that in Mardu colors, we really haven't had um, a general like this that's really rewarded sort of a, a more defensive, like um, controlling oriented. I mean, there this one specifically is like if you can like turtle up a little bit, you get yeah. that bonus of being the monarch, and you get to draw extra cards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, well, but if you kill it, it comes back, and then your commander comes back in again. You're the monarch again. Exactly. Yeah. So if somebody does steal the crown and kills Mar uh, Queen Marquesa yeah. as your commander, well, you can bring it back that's later okay. on and become the monarch again. Yeah. So I think that's really sweet, and I, I, I'm excited to see this card in commander and what kind of impact it has. You know what? We got to get a crown for Norin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, and there I saw um, uh, at our LGS they showed me um, the the stuff they got for conspiracy, and they they're like for the release. There's like crowns. They have these paper crowns that you can make. Oh, nice. Yeah. So while you're the monarch, you can wear an actual yeah, crown. Yeah, like Burger King. And then and there's gonna be this monarch token that's gonna be in packs, so you could use that to represent the monarch as well. That would be a great foil. Both of those cards would be great foil. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. So another new uh, mechanic we have is Council's Dilemma. So in the original Conspiracy set, we had something called Council's Judgment, mm -hmm. um, which is an ability word, which means that it doesn't itself mean anything, but it means that there's um, there's an effect that uh, you see on s enough cards where they uh, kind of put an identifier on it so that you can you can shortcut. So you go, okay, I know I know a little bit about how this will work right off the bat. Um, so this one uh, Council's 
uh, council's judgment uh, had everybody vote for one or another thing, and who it usually involved uh, whoever, it, whichever one of them gets the most votes, or uh, if one is if they're tied for votes or something, and then effect happens. But if the other one gets more votes than another, different effect happens. So it's got this kind of like democracy thing that you can have, where people can vote on which ability they want uh, the most to happen, which is cool. It's more of that political aspect, right? Well, we don't have Council's Judgment as far as we know, but Council's Dilemma is the new version. So um, let's look at this one, Capital Punishment here. So we've got a sorcery, four and two black. It says, Council's Dilemma. Starting with you, each player votes for death or taxes. Each opponent sacrifices a creature for each death vote and discards a card for each taxes vote. I did offer them a choice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who do you think said that? <laughs> yeah, Queen Marquesa. Yeah, there she is. Uh, so this is an interesting one um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, obviously, as we see Council's Dilemma, the difference between this and Council's Judgment, Council's Judgment has two different effects that you vote for one or the other. Council's d uh, Dilemma then says, well, you guys can vote for one or the other of these things, but that just means how many of a certain effect will happen is based on how many of each vote it got, right? Yeah. So let's say I've got a lot of good creatures that I don't want to sacrifice. Well, I can vote for um, taxes and then have to discard a card instead. Um, or maybe if I don't have any creatures and my I have a lot of cards in my hand I want to keep on to, then I can pick death and then all my other all the other players have to sacrifice a, a so creature. So in this case, it's kind of a... Um it's a, you're going to get your own individual choice, and you're going to choose the thing that best suits you. Yeah, exactly. Time. Everybody's going to choose or, which or best maybe, suits them. Or maybe it's something that best suits a couple people. Maybe they kind of... Right. Maybe say, maybe hey, you do have some creatures that you right. would like to hold on to, but somebody else has um, has a lot of creatures that are really strong, and then everybody else can kind of come together and say, okay, even though I don't want to get rid of my creatures, I would love it if my opponent had to get rid of their creatures more than that. So we'll all vote for, for death. And make them each have to opponent see. sacrifices a creature for each death vote. Yeah, and so discards a card for each let's taxes say, vote. Let's say we have four four players, right? And yep. we got two votes for death and two votes for taxes. Well, then that means each opponent, aka whoever didn't play capital punishment, has to discard two cards and sacrifice two creatures. And you cannot abstain. You must vote. Yep, that's true. She did offer you a choice. Yeah. So Council's Dilemma seems really fun, and uh, yeah, it should be good. We'll see what kind of cards come out of that. I think Capital Punishment is probably okay. the The thing about these kinds of effects where your opponents get to choose is that they're, like we said, they're are, are always going to choose what's best for them. Yep. But I think the power level of this might be high enough that it'll be it'll be playable. Um, so let's look at the other two new mechanics: Goad and Melee. These are like um, some one word abilities basically so i lumped them together so um goad here let's look at besmirch here uh so it's a threaten effect here one and two red until end of turn gain control of target creature and it gains haste untap and goad that creature so what goad means is that until your next turn that creature attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than you if able so basically you can go okay if I'm goading a creature, they have to attack next time they're available to attack. But they can't attack you, the person who controlled the goad ability. Right. Which could be really sweet for 
um, the monarch ability, right? So let's say there's one creature in particular that um, that is looking, maybe it's a creature with flying or something or an evasion ability that you don't want to attack you because you're the monarch, right? Well, you can goad that creature and it can't attack you, but it has to attack somebody else. Right on. Right? Yeah. I love it. it it's great. I mean, like, obviously Wizards is so good at making these sets and making all the abilities kind of, like, intermingle with each other and make you have to make in- interesting decisions. I love it. Yeah, well, that's absolutely what you want to do you, you, when you have, um, you know, especially in a multiplayer format, you're dealing with a completely, completely different ideas. Um, I, I, this isn't obviously something that's going to work in any other format, but I just I love the idea of it. Go being to. able to, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's so much... I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you're listening, go out and take a look at some of this art. It just tells great cool. stories, a lot of great stories in yeah. this art. Um, uh, so this other ability here, uh, Melee, is the other ability. So Melee says whenever this creature attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each opponent you attacked with a creature this combat. So on this card, Deputized Protester, we've got a two and a red, two one with Menace and Melee. So basically what this means is that the more different opponents you attack during your combat step, the bigger this guy's going to get. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it encourages you to spread out your attackers and not just focus on one person in particular, which is good. Um, as far as uh, multiplayer is concerned, a lot of times that is what you want to do. You don't want to just uh, attack one person in particular because that might make them focus on you later on, or, you know, it could just, um, it could just backfire in a number of ways, but this one kind of, Makes you spread the love a little bit. Yeah, you were mentioning that on the on the in the intro a little bit, or when we just started talking about this set that um, a multiplayer format, you're definitely going to get these kinds of interactions. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's super sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I like I, yeah, yeah. I like cards that make you make interesting decisions. Like I said before, this goad is just hilarious to me. <laughs> we're like a jeering. Homunculus. I have a thing for homunculuses. I don't know what homunculi, it is. Homunculi, <laughs> homunculus among us. This one's apparently called Mickelford. And I re- I I think that's a rude gesture it, that I'm seeing there. It looks it looks like if he turned his hand around it definitely would be, but I think it's still pretty rude. Until your next funny. turn that creature attacks each combat if able and attacks the player other than yeah. you if able. I love this picture, the one So we've had uh, it's funny, apparently Homunculi, their um their names <laughs> tend to be like weirdly consonant heavy <laughs> like there's fil- fil- yeah, yeah. from uh what is that uh i'm gonna say it's mickle something he'd always hated crowds and they had always hated him because <laughs> he's like <laughs> he just looks drunk <laughs> he's just yelling he's yeah. drunk and he's pointing at somebody like i'm gonna come after you yeah right you know. So yeah, so that's goad and <laughs> melee. Kind of funny that you just kind of set off these creatures and they're just out of control. Yeah. Your opponent is just. Yeah, so we've got some um, we've got some new things about conspiracies that we haven't seen before. One of them is um, double agenda. I don't believe we've seen this uh, this ability before. I might be wrong, but um, double agenda basically says that where hidden agenda makes you pick one card, right? Uh, from your deck and name it, and then you that card gets some kind of uh, effect during the game. Double Agenda makes you pick two. So you you pick two different cards, two different cards. They have to be different. Two they, different cards, yep. So two different card names, basically. Um, from your, uh, They can be named from anything, basically, but um, you want to name different cards that are in your pool. Cards. 
Um, you may turn this conspiracy face up at any time. Reveal the chosen names. Uh, whenever you cast, so this is Summoner's Bond that we're looking at. Uh, whenever you cast a creature spell with one of the chosen names, you may search your library for a creature card with the other chosen name and put it into your hand. And then shuffle your library. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. That's super that's, sweet. That's yeah. for sure. That's kind of a for sure. Yeah, it's some sweet value. So you it would have uh, been nice in your little uh, your last draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would name Thermal Alchemist and <laughs> Dose into Perfection or something. Oh, or... finally, I got the two pieces I needed. Yeah. So this is this is sweet. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with that. Like, um, if you have like one particularly bomb rare creature or something, yeah. and then like a couple copies of something else that are in your deck, it'll help you find that creature. Um, but otherwise it's just super value, you know, you, you play one of those creatures and then you get to essentially draw a specific card from your deck. Yeah. That's um, super good and limited just yeah. that, cause you know, there's that one or two in there that you just, man, I want to see that for sure. Sure. Yeah. Or just like just the ability to, to essentially just draw more cards. Mm -hmm. It's just sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that we're, we're seeing with conspiracies right now is actually ones that are colored, uh, not, they aren't themselves, uh, uh, actually a color, but I mean, Physically, they are. They they've put a border on it that's a different color than the normal one, but they're. This is the first time we've seen conspiracies that are specifically uh, meant for col uh, specific colors. Mm -hmm. So like this one here, assemble the rank and vile. Uh, vile. Uh, the rank and vile. It's, oh, it's, oh, that took me way too long. It's zombies, so it's like a play oh, on rank, rank and, and file. file, rank and file, oh. but. They're also rank, aka smelly oh. and vile. I'll punish myself for not even. <laughs> I can't. So this one's a, a similar to um, that one we looked at before. What is it? Uh, nature's natural unity. Right. This one says uh, you hidden agenda. So you pick a, a card from your deck when you when you put it in your command zone and stuff. And then you can make zombies. So it says creatures you control with the chosen name have. When this creature dies, you may pay black, and then you get a two-two zombie onto the battlefield tap. Zombies are the new ra are the new rats apparently. Right. So it's kind of sweet. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it for the new mechanics that we're seeing here so far. We might see something more. I don't I don't know if there is. Um, but yeah, this this is looking like a great set so far. Uh, I wanted to look at some specific things so many cards have been spoiled at this point uh let's check here um not a whole lot definitely not the whole set so we've got 24 out of 221 oh my cards gosh. seriously yeah we got a lot yeah okay a lot well of we got a go. little bit a little bit to go on here when is this released this is on the 26th of august august 26th that's yeah. coming up that's really soon yeah let's look at some uh let's look at some of the specific cards from this <clears throat> set so one thing i wanted to point out is that this sweet new border on a lot of these cards. Yeah. You see these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This, this is something that wasn't in the original conspiracy set, but all the conspiracies have this, like, kind of... Yeah. I don't it, know what you would call that. Board. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's got these little curves on it. Yeah, it's kind of a... Um, um, in, in a lot of the older gilded frames, they have this kind of scallop. Mm. So it's kind of kind of a scalloped look to it. It looked yeah. a little like snakeskin, too, but mm. it's, no, it's more of a scalloped... Uh, effect. Yeah, I think um, it, is, it 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 denotes cards that are either conspiracies or have effects during the draft. I like that. That's that's handy. Yeah. Sets them apart and um, yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about the cards with the f that have effects during the draft is that the I think in the original conspiracy, all the ones that you had to reveal and had certain effects during while you're drafting were were artifacts. Yeah. 
um, artifact creatures, actually. So now we've got some actual regular creatures that, that do it. So, um, yeah, it's a sweet border, but here's our first reprint, actually. Uh, our first big reprint, I think. I don't think actually we have any other reprints, but this is the big one. It's Inquisition of Kozilek. So this uh, this card was originally printed in Rise of the Eldrazi, I believe, and uh, it's a one black sorcery. Target player reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-land card from it with converted mana cost three or less. That player discards that card. So sort of like a like a Thoughtseize without the um, without the life loss, but you can only take things that cost three or less. This card sees heavy heavy play in Modern. And so it was an uncommon in Rise of Eldrazi, but it ended up, it's like 20 bucks right now or something. It's a rare. It's a rare in this set. You will but it was an uncommon out your in innermost secrets just to make it stop. Yeah, so. It's one hell of an Inquisition. Yeah, um, I think the, the weirdest thing about having Inquisition of Kozilek in Conspiracy 2 is that I don't think Kozilek has anything to do with this set or this plane or anything i mean kozilek's dead first of all he's torched by chandra it's just a vehicle to um to to throw some cards that the, the yeah. community wants yeah i think that's exactly what it was um i i heard from somewhere that they were originally going to print inquisition kozilek in um either battle for zendikar or Oath of the Gatewatch, one of those two and that kind of fell through in the in the final stages of development and so they shifted it over here just to have it. I mean, like I said, it's like a twenty dollar uncommon, so it really desperately needs a, a reprint. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's interesting too. I mean, the artwork if you just look at it. It's got a very much more serious uh, approach to uh, some of the other things that we're seeing are a little more lighthearted. Yeah, <laughs> that I've bit. seen so far spoiled anyway, but yeah. um, it's definitely a keeper. Yeah, so um, Inquisition is a is a nice one to have in here. I think it was a really a really good time to do that. Um, and that's coming into those other formats that you talked about. Yeah, so this one is Inquisition of Kozilek is going to be le like the conspiracy version is going to be legal in any format that the original Inquisition is legal in. Um, so you're modern and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It'll be legal, which is really nice. Um, the other thing, let's see. Is it uh, going to refresh on the art too or no? Yeah, this is a new art as well. Mm -hmm. um, let's look at uh, the sweet mythic conspiracy that they... They mythic conspiracy. Yeah, so this is our first mythic conspiracy. Look at those little scrolls on yeah. the top and bottom there. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Yeah, they, the the conspiracy borders there, they look like scrolls. Your deck. So, yeah, this, yeah, go ahead and read that. Your deck can't have basic land cards, and your starting hand size is five. Exile a card from your hand. This turn, you may play a basic land card from the outside the game. Basic land cards from outside the game. Exile a card from your hand. This turn, you may play basic land cards from outside the game. Yeah. Basic land cards you control have tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Pretty neat, huh? Yeah. So you start the game with this conspiracy face up in the command zone, is what it says in the reminder text there. Um, so yeah, like it says, you can't have any basic land cards, and your starting hand, is f hand size is five. Sure. So you... You're, you're exiling a card. Yeah, to um, get a so any color land. Yeah, you can activate. This is an activated ability that you can activate any time uh, while it's in the command zone. Mm -hmm. So basically, what this means is you start with less cards in your hand, but you don't have to have any lands in your deck. Mm -hmm. And you just got to be willing to exile. Yeah, you you go down a. I mean, it's sweet because you start with less cards in your hand, 
but basically you can transform any card from your hand into uh I, there's a there's a name for what people call lands that top uh, uh, uh some kind of like mythical basic land that taps for every type you know or every color oh, yeah. i think they call it like a paradise or something but you get these rainbow Bird. lands essentially um so you uh you can turn any card in your hand into a rainbow land just like straight up mm -hmm. yeah but you have to decide what you're willing to get rid of so what do you do do you pack your deck full of stuff that you know you want to get rid of no you you, you can't just, you, just you, do you, do. you make, make your choices. decision based on what's in your hand at the time what you're likely to cast and what you're likely not to yeah. but the nice thing is, is that like if you first pick the sovereign's realm mm -hmm. you can literally pick every good card from every pack yep, for the rest go for it that would be really sweet, man. You don't have to be in, yeah. you know, there's no, there's never going to be a situation where you're going to be like, oh, man, I wish you was in that color. You're in all colors, baby. See, I'm glad that I went down this road. To, I, I'm glad that we looked at this because I'm I'm the guy that would have picked that and just held on oh, to yeah. it and just gone, well, I guess I'm yeah, just and like, staying in color. I don't think anybody's going to be, anybody's going to hate anyone for not being no. super serious with Conspiracy Draft. I mean, unless it's like an actual big tournament or something, then, you know, have some fun with it, you know? Yeah, that's going to be a blast. Draft weird, interesting cards that they print, you know, like the Sovereign's Realm. That's, yeah, that's to be super fun this just shows you that there's kind of the depth that this is going right yeah. now and it's kind of neat that these were spoiled because from what i've seen here you've got pretty wild interactions you got pretty wild play between mm -hmm. between uh you know um players um and with something like sovereign's realm um you know that just leaves things really wide open yeah it's super sweet uh i really like it there was a there's a conspiracy in the 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 original conspiracy that you could draft that basically said you um you have to play every single card you drafted but your lands can tap for any color okay so you literally have to just slam your whole card pool into your deck <laughs> with the appropriate number of lands but they could they tap for any mana so interesting yeah that was a weird one that yeah. kind of a similar a similar effect but you don't have to play right. every single card and so i think sovereign's so what's the deck size in this one is another 40 it's still cards. 40 it's still yeah. 40 okay yeah, still 40 just like any other but, limited format. i mean that's amazing you don't have to think about lands so you just just throw 40 spells in there <laughs> all the best spells that you drop that's <laughs> the thing that i like it. the most about it though is uh -huh. that you can get this early you yeah. can be like well shit i'm just gonna right i'm just gonna take every single good card out of every pack that i see just like best card best card best card best card best card <laughs> so we're looking for the we're looking for something that says return cards in exile to your hand oh um that won't happen <laughs> yes that's kind of a, a design space that that r&d avoids actually that's right because once it's exiled it's just it should it's, be it's in a plane. the reason is that they don't want exile to become graveyard 2 yeah you know they don't want people to be able to interact that easily yeah yeah with their own exile zone just right. because they've already got the graveyard for for right. that kind of interaction it's interesting they, we had to draw the line that's a great design choice we're drawing yeah. the line and here's where the line is and it's called yeah. exile well i mean like you look at i think Yu-Gi-Oh has some stuff that kind of does that where they mm -hmm. interact with their exile mm -hmm. zone essentially mm -hmm. and it just gets out of hand you know like they they want exile to be like this is gone for good you guys you like know, pokemon go has an exile when i throw my phone in the river Exiling all your Pokemon to be trapped in your phone <laughs> for <Forever. laughs> monster. <laughs> okay, um, where it should be. So yeah, let's uh, let's look at this one over here. I think just one last card here that I wanted to look at, which is Archdemon of Paliano. Paliano, I think, is the city that 
uh, Marquesa is in, wow, in like the main city. That's really cool. Yeah, this is so Great cool. Great looking card. So let's start with the stats here. We've got a four mana, two and two black for a five four flying. Which means it's good. Which means, whoo, those are some good stats, boy. But you have to draft it face up. Mm-hmm. And look what I got, everybody. As long as it's face up during the draft, you can't look at booster packs and must draft cards at random. <laughs> you know, I do that anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but after you draft three cards this way, you can turn it face down again and then fine. And then you draft as normal. I'm fine with that. So basically, what this means is that when you draft Archdemon to Paliano, your next three picks have to be random. So I think that. I think the interesting thing about Archdemon Apelliano is that as a card, it's great. It's a four mana five four flying. But and then in the games, it has no downside. It just is a fi- four mana five yeah, four. Here's flying. a great, very value card. Mm-hmm. Good, good card. Yeah, and so for, for limited. The thing that it in does, general. the thing that it does that might screw you over though is that it kind of it removes some of the cards that might be playable in your pool. Yeah. So it kind of makes the rest of your deck a little bit worse, possibly. Yeah, yeah absolutely would. But you might get super lucky, yeah. like, and get some good cards out of the the random. And so. Yeah, let's <laughs> see. Let's let's say three. Just you don't. Who cares? You know. I mean, I definitely leave. I leave more than three cards unplayed. When yeah. I draft. Yeah. So um, I think the the thing about it that I, I that I think people were a little bit worried about though is that if nobody picks this card and it goes really late and it goes for these last the last three picks in the pack, right? Whoever has to take it at that point will have to draft from their new booster pack at random. Which means that if there's some money card or right. some really good mythic or something, then they have to just roll the dice. Yeah, and so here's the temptation. Really good card, just automatic grab. But here's right. the downside. Or let it go and then curse someone else with it. Right. This or great you card. can be like me and basically snap it up as soon as you <laughs> see it because it's a goddamn four, my four mana five four my flying. My recommendation would be to just grab it. If you, if it's early enough in the pack and you're in black, just, just grab it. Yeah. I think the I think that it, there there might be some cases where people get screwed over and miss out on some of their good mythics and stuff in their pack, yes. but you know what? I think that people should pick this card highly just because it's a four, four mana five four flying. The best the best time to pick it is obviously like six or like six six cards left in the pack or something you know and so that means that even even though that you have to draft randomly for these next three picks they're the last two cards in the pack anyway and so they're probably trash so you're basically picking it random anyway but still dies to doomblade you're, no it doesn't actually doomblade kills non-black creatures oh snap <laughs> <laughs> dies to go for the throat. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think it survives a lot of tests. Well, like yeah. It. So that's uh, that about does it for all the things that I want to talk about commu- for Conspiracy Two. Pretty all excited. The that are good. I'm really excited and for getting this better. Set. Yeah, it should be fun. Any any draft format seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, anything specific for your draft. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great. I drafted the original Conspiracy a few times and had a great time doing it. I remember one time I uh, I drafted. There's a there was an archetype in there that was like red white defenders, mm-hmm. and one of the cards was called Vent Sentinel, which you can tap two mana and tap it to deal damage to target opponent equal to the number of defenders you control. Mm-hmm. I got like four of those in the same draft mm-hmm. and I nuked somebody from 20 to zero in one turn. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, I, I felt really bad as well because he kind of looked at me and was like, this is happening. Why, why me? <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause I could have picked anyone. Right. Right. 
and like I picked him kind of arbitrarily. I don't think anybody was like like pulling away from everybody and really ahead. So yeah, it was, it was just a snap like, decision. I mean, you, you I, I can I can kill someone right now, so I will. And it's you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, it's he, a little. He's a little salty about that, but yeah. I was like, yeah, sorry, man. Just so immediately lose your literally shield. it was just like <laughs> <laughs> lose your shield and crush you yeah so that's some uh got to see conspiracy or no uh contingency plan in action here at this latest oh draft. my god i, got I believe there were three me. i think there were three. Oh, easily there were at least three or four people playing contingency um, plan i saw deck. it um, guess how many were in the top four though uh, i saw it three times i saw it three times over two games or right, two okay so is it a match that you play yeah, uh, it it would be a uh, a, a round, a round, okay. and then each individual thing is a game. A game. So I saw that's it in what two, I would call two, it. two I think separate you games. Can, you can use match for something, but yeah, I don't, uh, two I don't separate know. games anyway. Uh, I saw it three times. Uh, the first time it was drawn, um, player looked at five cards, and I believe, <laughs> I believe one was put on the bottom of the deck. Graveyard. One was graveyard, and four were maybe arranged a little bit. No, no effect. Uh, second one, similar situation. Um, they were just rearranged and put back. Yeah, I had that happen to me too. And then the third time, third time was literally, um, you know what? I think I'm just gonna leave these just like they are. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally. Tilt. Oh man, that would just be like, why are you playing that card? Yeah. Why are you playing that card? I said, hmm. I said, did you pay mana for that? You paid for that? You chose to put that card in your deck? I thought it was good. It was good times. <laughs> yeah, I. you know what? I got it cast against me a couple times. I beat him both times. Yeah. Oddly yeah, enough. Me too. Every uh, single time. Hmm. What was the yeah? <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and that's an observation. That's not a judgment. I think it's a judgment. I judge for me. I I will probably judge you if you play contingency plan, but I won't actually judge you. I'll I, just be like, you know what? You could probably pick better cards. I can honestly say, not even once. Yeah, contingency plan, not even once. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 